Lex Luthor is not Simon Bar Sinister. He's not evil just to be evil, you know, twirling his mustache. <laughs> Lex Luthor thinks that the things that he is doing are right. He's just a rich white man, Republican. You are now listening to the sounds of the Fall Black. Fall Black. Fall Black. Fall Black. So I had to make sure this was on him. Super Bowl Harley will be on soon when um he said five minutes, so it'll probably be another like four and he'll be on. So we were having a conversation about Spider-Man, the video game. I had been playing it because I just felt like, you know, I want to run around and swing through the swing through New York and do my thing or whatever. I was like, you know what? Now I want to play Miles Morales. And I said on low and call it what it is, the Miles Morales game is better than the Peter Parker game. Oh, and I was like, the only thing the Peter Parker game has over the Miles Morales one is that it's longer. But then Brandon, being the great debater that he is, said this. What did you say? That you only said that because you're racist towards against, uh, against Miles? But how am I racist against Miles when I said Miles had the better game? I mean, not against Miles, against Peter. You're only racist against Peter. Even though I... But then I said... But I think that Peter Parker is the greatest, is a better superhero than Spider Man, and probably the greatest superhero ever. No, that's not what you said. That's exactly you said, what I, I think, said. No, you said I think Spider Man is a better hero than Superman. Yeah, but then I said. no, yeah, then I said, I, but I also think he's the greatest superhero of all. I think he's the greatest. No, no, you're right. I said he's a better superhero than Superman. Yeah, Superman. And then you said the greatest superhero is Kitty Pryde. The greatest hero is Kitty Pryde. I think she's the best. No, I said she's the best combo character of all time. I didn't say she was the greatest hero. I said she's the greatest combo character of all time. So they're all white people, so you're not gonna be racist against the one against the other because they're all white. But so then I made a another great point and said that Black Panther is the greatest strategist of all time. And then he got to throw it away and then say bring some football nonsense that I don't give a flying fuck about. Yes, you're making a. You're making the determination that's irrelevant. Who, who, what are the, who are the greatest strategists of all time? Black Panther and Batman, and then no one else. There's only two in the no. list. Frank Castle, are you kidding me? Frank Castle is not a strategist. Frank Castle is a madman. Have you, have you actually read a, a Punisher Max comic book? Or yeah, Punisher he's a madman. I, I don't care bad. about his... I don't care about his... I'm going to get as many guns as possible and scope out a joint. But that's not what he and does. That's, see, that shows me right there that you've never that you don't know the comic book. It, I read Punisher back. But if your reaction is all he does is I'm going to get more guns and then do that, then that's not that's not what it is. That is what he does. That's what that's it boils not, down to. Well, that's like saying Black Panther is only as good as he is because he has money and wealth. Yes, that's not true. Yes, that's absolutely that is not true. true. It's not because when he didn't have money and wealth, he was still just as good. When did he not have money and wealth? When when what when uh vibrating got inert? No, when inert? he it was during the when he took over as Daredevil during um, Hell's Kitchen. It was uh Black Panther were uh most dangerous person alive, and there was another Black Panther uh Daredevil series where he was running through um 
New York, at, uh, not New York, Hell's Kitchen as Hell's Kitchen's protector while Daredevil was gone. Are we going to pretend like his money and wealth didn't help him develop he didn't the have person any... that he was? That could be said for... <laughs> Yo. Exactly. Thank you. So his money and wealth matter. I don't care that Bruce Wayne is broke now. Bruce Wayne well, was the richest well, man want... in the world his whole life that made him who he is now. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to go Wolverine because that nigga's never had anything. Question, question. I know I'm late. Sorry, audience. Um, is Batman, is he like defeating his enemies with rocks and sticks? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, is he naked right now because he can't afford clothes? Like, what's going on? Thank you. But I didn't even bring up oh, Batman. I brought up like Black Panther. Oh, I brought up Black Panther. So I came in late. Can I get a quick, like, what the hell are we talking about? I mean, okay. Old man Wade was being racist towards Peter Parker earlier, mm, and now mm. I'm and now I'm racist toward black people, which makes me evil, which makes me evil because fuck all y'all. No, you're not racist towards black. People. You're racist for black. People, is what I'm saying. But I don't think that's true. I'm well. It, it's kind of trying true. to ignore T'Challa's past because for for three months he went to Hell's Kitchen and beat up some bad guys. But that, oh God, you know I'm not okay. You know what? See? Which was I, which was which was a great moment in his career, I believe. I, I like those. I like a lot of those stories that came out of that. Yeah, it was a little. It was a. It was a little problematic. Great stories. But then I said that was. I brought up Kitty Pride being the greatest combo character of all time. My pretend you're like, yeah, but she's white. So I don't get what's going on mm-hmm. right now. Wait, why yeah, is Kitty another Pryde, white person? Did you explain why? Kitty, why is Kitty Pride the greatest comic book character of all time? Because no one, no one has developed and been as good as she is. Or had the slow upbringing, or character development, or has done so many amazing things on a low that Kitty Pride does. She also does a lot more with less. She wasn't blessed with privilege. Her powers are more defensive than offensive, even though she can use them offensively. She's trained incredibly hard to learn everything that she does from in, from in her intelligence to her fighting skills. She's held her own against like some of the most dangerous people in the world. She's on the Quiet Council and has the respect of like some of the most powerful people in the world. Like even Mrs. Sinister's like, uh, all right, you know what? I do need to watch out for her. There's no reason that and like she's like she just senses things and Sinister was like, fuck, I gotta watch out for her. Like she's, she's just, also the third best X-Men leader of all time. Uh you get no argument for me. The first best is Cyclops. That's a point. <laughs> so who so who are the top three? Storm, Ooh. Cyclops, Pride. Yeah, Cyclops, Wolverine, Wolverine's. I think I'll give Wolverine and Cyclops a uh, uh, a a slight tie. I don't. It, it it depends. You know, with Wolverine, it really all depends on the era we're talking because I don't think Wolverine was a good. When did Wolverine lead the X Men after Schism? During X Force, he let him. Yeah. He let him a couple of times on a few missions and stuff like that. But for Wolverine, he hasn't really been a leader long enough for me to qualify him as being one in the top three. I would put Cable ahead of Wolverine only because of longevity. I may also put Magneto ahead of him. Only mm. Magneto's up there too. Um, and these people were all at some point leading the X Men. They took the role of. Professor X, which I think is the worst leader of the X Men, but whatever. Oh, hell, hell yeah, that. He's the worst leader. Yeah. Uh, my favorite phrase from Javi is Charles Xavier had child soldiers. Facts. Well, Wolverine did run to school at one point. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Yep. 
And the I think the best part about that was it was a great quality of a good leader because he knew that he needed people around him to make up for things that he can't do. A bad leader just wants all the credit. Wolverine was like, I, I need Storm. Storm said no, only because Cyclops was like, look, the other people around me are Emma Frost, Magneto, and Namor. I can't lose you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like that was why she stayed. But eventually Storm came back as well. But he was like, I need Kitty Pride. I need Iceman. I need Beast, which Beast was great during um, Wolverine the X-Men. It was like classic Beast where he's he's intelligent. He's fun. He's not being a dick. Uh, he grabbed Gambit, Rogue. He grabbed everybody who could fill voids that he couldn't fill as head um, headmaster of the Jean Grey school. Not going to lie. If you choose Beast to be in your leadership team, your docs points for me. <laughs> well now yeah but at the time like, this is around the time when Beast started getting worse because wasn't I wasn't really... this around the time of all new X-Men yes but this was that was like the stuff that happened during then didn't happen until after Wolverine lost his healing factor and a bunch of weird shit happened and it didn't seemed... Beast develop the mutant cure before this yes but we'll, that was around the time Wolverine lost his powers so, B, you know what Beast is? Beast is that guy who he was picked on as a kid and he only acts tough to people when he knows he could beat them. Like, Ooh. That's interesting. There's a lot of self hate. Oh, Beast yeah. Like, there's a lot of self hate oh, yeah. in Beast's character. There's yes. a lot of self hate. Yeah. Laying on the bed with oh, his headphones. <laughs> but um, I was talking to my therapist today. And he, we were talking about uh, some issues that I have, and he was mentioning how every superhero has a psychological problem. And like, it reminded me of what you said. Like now, it's reminding me of what Hobby said about Beast and his like inferiority complex. Mm. Spider Man has an infor- inferiority complex as the Cyclops, and Xavier is probably what narcissistic. Uh, who? Okay, so. Beast definitely has an inferiority inferiority complex, self-hatred that has manifested into what we see today, which is, you know, he's truly a beast. His morals, everything. Like he has no scruples. He can do he does whatever he wants to do at this point, right? He's pretty yeah. much a villain. Spider-Man, I think that for Spider-Man, his character, he was a teenager for most of his run, right? And he grew. Like he's one of those characters like Kate, um, Kate Pride. That we see a lot of growth throughout, you know, the decades we've seen Spider-Man. His self-doubt, um, and I would say some self-hatred, he it, it it manifests in the healthiest way it possibly can, where he tries to be like the best hero he can be. Okay. Right. He he doubts himself a lot, but you know, part of his character is like um overcoming these types of obstacles. So I agree, but I think it just manifests in, in two different ways. And who else did you mention? You mentioned somebody, and, and Professor X, narcissistic. Um, I wouldn't say he's narcissistic. I would say once, sometimes you can be too good. Like you can, you can, your, your goals can be so lofty, like trying to save the world, trying to like create peace and all this other stuff where, okay. You, you, you are definitely, you definitely become misguided. Um, I think Professor X, uh, Magneto says it a lot. Like 
Professor X needs somebody to watch him from himself, essentially. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where it comes from. Like it's it's he's not necessarily evil, but he's so blinded by his goals that like it just comes off as just arrogant, narcissistic. <laughs> Like he doesn't care, whatever, whatever it may be, which again manifests into him being a horrible leader because you can't, you can't, you can't lead, especially young people, with that, with that mentality because you're gonna end up sacrificing people when you don't really need to. And that's why Storm's the best because the worst thing you can say about her is she's to be a big pocket. That's it. Yeah. Um. I. And she raised Kitty Pride. So if you're giving Kitty Pride all that trouble, Storm well, was essentially her mama. There was a there was a lot that goes on with Kitty Pride. Like she had Storm, she had Wolverine, she had Nightcrawler, and yeah, those are probably the three people who like raised her. And if you look at it, there are three different people with three different walks of life, but all of them are essentially at that point in time were great people. Like Wolverine ended up becoming a better person because of Kitty Pride. She he also helped her become a better fighter. To your point, Brandon, Kitty Pride wouldn't be as she wouldn't have the morals she did if not for Storm and not for Nightcrawler, but mostly because of Storm. Because even now it's funny that like now that they're both adults, Storm looks at her as a little sister as opposed to a daughter. Sort of. But mm. like, earlier in Krakoa when she was missing. Storm was on a warpath, like yes, it was her daughter. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. I, I, I you're gonna get no argument here on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We've got a, a new entry into the leader, like the best leadership of the X Men. I'm gonna throw throw a curveball here, Mister Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> he's the regard- he's the <laughs> worst. Yo, he yeah. just li- literally just throws his genes in people and is like. Hey, well, I'm gonna control you, and then it backfires. Yeah, to him, but they won. You can't. <laughs> the X Men won. <laughs> they really did. They, <laughs> yo, Brandon, are you reading Sins of Sinister? Yeah, that's only been one issue. Yo, <laughs> the X Men really won. They turned <laughs> Captain America into Mister Sinister. That was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> so there was I love like, it. In, the best part about it was that Sinister was so arrogant to think that I'm just going to go back to my clones and then go back in time. And they were like, nah. 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 Because now he's dealing with more than one Sinister. So, yep. good luck, buddy. And I love how Xavier, who is still Xavier in all of his Sinisterness, is still like, hands behind his back. But technically, you won. I'm going to be manipulative and do all the stuff that happened because, you know, I'm me. Exactly. And that's another thing, too. Like, he did that, but like they have, like they're they're influenced by his DNA, but at the same time, they're still who they are, which yeah. is very interesting. It's a very, it's, you know, I didn't think I'd like this series, but it's a very interesting series, and um, see what happens. I'm shocked that you thought you wouldn't like this series. I was all for it because I think we're all Mr. Sinister fans here. Like, and I think he's, I think he's one of the goats. I think he's neck and neck with Doctor Doom, only because they're one of the few villains. Ooh. Who actually, That's blasphemy. Ooh. Hear me out, though. They're one of the few villains who actually never really lose. Even when they lose, they get something out of it. I I get that. I I I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, I will Doom. say this though: it's hard to compare anybody because Doom is such a like, you know, he's he's like Lex Luthor level. You know, he's just he's one of those enemies. He's he's as popular as the heroes, and he's written that way as well. 
But is Lex Luthor as popular as a villain? To go back to something Brandon uh, chastised me for, he's essentially just a rich white man. <laughs> like, yes, but he's brilliant. But like, but again, would he be as brilliant if he did if he wasn't raised with privilege? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so that's my that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I also think that the Lex Luthor character has evolved a lot in the last five or ten years because he's kind of straddled that line of more more so than ever with like being like good and bad, and then like the obsession with Superman is even funnier now because he walks around with the S, and then he tried to take over Batman Incorporated, and that didn't work. Like he tried to be Superman, then he tried to be Batman. I'm like, dude, just. What would you guys? That's call- because DC did this thing where they wanted to make some of their characters more have different dimensions to them, and it's like, oh, what if we made Lex Luthor kind of like Magneto? What if we made Lex Luthor where he like did some good stuff? And I'm like, yeah, but the whole thing with Lex Luthor is that he thinks he's doing good stuff, like his. Lex Luthor is not Simon Bar Sinister. He's not evil just to be evil, you know, twirling his mustache. <laughs> Lex Luthor thinks that the things that he is doing are right. He's just a rich white man, Republican. Like, he, he would be a rich white Republican, except he's probably better than most Republicans in real life today. But he he actually thinks that he's like... Bars. His whole thing, Bars. With, his whole thing with Superman is... It's kind of like it's kind of like Republicans when they do like this anti-immigrant thing, but his whole thing with Superman, and I like the way they write it that way sometimes to make it so people understand. But on its surface, his whole thing with Superman is this man has unchecked power. What happens when he decides not to be good? Like that's the basis of his entire beef, uh, you know, with the exception of the nativism that's built into it. Is that you know, what happens when this dude decides not to be nice? And the thing that makes Superman so great is he's never not going to do that, which is why the Injustice storyline is so great because he actually did it, right? And he, there was the one thing that got him to do that, right? And so, not to get on this tangent, but that's why I get so angry at people who are like, they should have just done Injustice in the movies, or why didn't, what's wrong with doing Injustice? And my whole thing was, Injustice only works. Because you set the standard of who Superman was for so long that they told a story where they found the one thing that would break Superman and then made the story on what happens when Superman gets broken. But you have to establish who Superman is first. But yeah, that's why Lex Luthor's. I don't like how they like they had him in the suit. Remember in New 52? He had like that suit, like the Superman, like he was Superman essentially. He was like a Mm -hmm. version of Superman. I'm like, and I'm like, I mean, I'm okay, I'm okay with trying new things, but like, why with him? Do it with somebody nobody cares about. So I read some of the stuff after a couple of things. One, I read some of the stuff after that, and it made sense because they were trying to get back to the old Lex Luthor, and now that OG Superman popped up in this universe, so like you know there was a whole again back to insecurities with all that. It made sense uh, with injustice. I don't know if we've talked about it. But Injustice, really, the, like the animated movie they did, really made me mad because, like, first off, <laughs> in, Injustice should not be a movie. You have to do that in, like, long form. It can't be. Yes. And then make it even worse, they tried to do, in comic book terms, it was five years. 
they try to do all of that in three months in less than an hour and a half. It was awful. There's a lot of character building. Harley Quinn was probably was not eh, Harley Quinn may be the best part about that in terms of character development. Uh, the watching Batman and Superman both be wrong at once and both be right in some senses. It came off as Javi said very. Javi talks about Civil War being about two white guys arguing about something while everyone else is in the middle. <laughs> That's a good one, Javi. Yeah, yeah essentially, it, essentially. Yeah, and it comes off like that. So there's just so much <laughs> that needs to be talked about. And I didn't realize that Tom Taylor wrote a lot of it. So it makes sense why, why there's yeah, he did. Yeah. so much going on. You can't do that in a movie, man. Well, yeah, Justice couldn't be a live-action movie either. It's similar to The Dark Phoenix, right? Dark Phoenix cannot be a movie. That's how you knew. That's When the first one came out and the second one came out, I didn't have to read anything about it. I knew it was going to be bad. One, because I hate the X-Men movies. But two, there's no way you could do that story in a movie. And the fact that Fox thought they could do that story in a movie shows why Fox had no idea twice. what to do with the They X-Men. decided to do it twice. In one movie. Twice. There's no way you do that in one movie. <laughs> that has to be a trilogy <laughs> or built over the course of your universe that leads up to this big monumental moment of of the you know of what how it how it climaxes and then the aftermath of it right, but they decided I'm gonna do this in one movie and that's how you know they were understanding characters. Injustice is the same thing. You could not do that in one movie. Uh, Zack Snyder, I guess he thought he was building up to Injustice Superman. He did a horrible job at it. The fact that like the first movie he's already acting like. He, like the first move, not to get too much on tangent, I know you have old doctor, but the first movie, Man of Steel, they're giving you hints on like, hey man, this guy's kind of a little unhinged. Like he can go a little bit over the edge. And the whole point of Injustice is that no one ever thought Superman would go over the edge. And then he did. Like that's the entire point of it is that he would never do that except Lex Luthor. He's the only and person who would think and that. I think. Part of part of the problem with that setup too, just and I agree a hundred percent with you on this, Brandon, is Superman doesn't have to. You don't have to see the cracks in Superman building. Really, right. all you got to know is that this dude can 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 move planets, right? Like he can, he can literally like cough the wrong way and kill people, <laughs> right? And you know what? He's a great guy. He's a good guy. Like he's never gonna break. But in the back of your head, it's like, yo. What if? What if, what, what if? And then something crazy and random happens that just gets him to snap over time because you're seeing him hold all this stuff on his back, literally. And then something crazy happens, then he just snaps and it's sudden. Nobody's prepared for it. Even Batman gets caught off guard, even though he has a bunch of plans, all this other stuff. That's how it works. And I think that's why it, something like that should be. It would have to be years. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be built up, you know. Um, but like whatever. if Injustice was in the Marvel Universe, Injustice would be Infinity War, right? When he snaps. Yeah. But you would have yeah. had 10 years of Superman being the beacon of hope character that he is. And then and he, he snaps. And, yeah. And people going like, damn, dog. Like, like after the years, like, why is Superman still dealing with this shit, right? But then you're like, Superman, he's a beacon of justice, blah, blah, blah. And then the Joker comes and kills a pregnant, you know, um, uh, uh, Lois Lane. And then, you know, all shit breaks loose. But... Yo, can we also add that um, adding Joker to that? Because Javi brought up that the book, excuse me, Brandon brought up that the perfect thing for something to happen to make Superman snap was Lois. 
But there was also a lot of little pieces in between Injustice that I also loved. So there's when Aquaman basically said, fuck all y'all, I'm going to do my thing. Superman told him, checked him. And Aquaman said to Lois, I'm not the Lois, Aquaman says to Wonder Woman, let Clark know that if he needs my counsel, I'm here for him. And when Superman asked Wonder Woman if Aquaman had anything to say, say to him, she was like, no. And it's little things like that. And then they did an annual where Wonder Woman first encounter with a man was still, is it uh, Trevor? I forget his last name. He was a Nazi. So the first person she meets is a horrible human being who wanted nothing but, who was there for nothing but nefarious means. So that completely changes everything that Wonder Woman is. And Wonder Woman was the biggest influence in injustice to Superman. Because if she would have, she could have calmed him down. Batman can't do it. He's too stubborn. Wonder Woman in the regular universe is compassionate enough to be like, Clark, calm the fuck down. And if you don't, I'm going to bust your ass. But because Pretty this- much she would be like, yo, Clark, let me do the killing, right? Yeah. And you be you. And in justice, it was like, yeah, people suck. <laughs> yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Exactly. So there, so there's these little intricacies that were just missed. And I really wish that the, the creative team behind Justice League and Injustice cartoons were the ones behind Injustice because they could have probably done this in three or four seasons, depending on the length of the the epic, the length of the seasons, and created something that we had never seen and it could have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I was a tangent. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun though. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you all a question. Yes, sir. Who was the first person to eat pussy, and how do they do it? Bald black. Bald black. 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 Nerd. Black. 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 Damn it, Wade.